Power Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And you know, there has been so much stirred up on our planet and in our consciousness right now. You may be searching for ways to be a part of the solution, yet not wanting to be overwhelmed with stress, anxiety, anger, There's lots of anger and feelings of helplessness. Sometimes we feel like we may just blow a fuse. These are the inflammatory energies that are everywhere. These inflammatory energies are in the news media, social media, even our private conversations between loved ones. It is important to understand how these energies, both personally and globally, are affecting us and what we can do about them. We're going to take an enlightened journey into a different kind of perspective on what's going on and maybe even look at how these inflammatory energies are leading to our healing. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest Cheryl Lynn is a medical intuitive and cosmic conduit who uses powerful, divinely guided healing techniques to bring your physical body back into balance. As a medical intuitive, Cheryl not only sees what is physically out of balance in the body, but in most instances is able to make adjustments, repairs, and non-invasive techniques when called for. Cheryl Lynn also assists you to clear blocks, transmute energy, transform old patterns, and clear your channel so that you can tune in more easily and consistently to these higher levels of consciousness. And you have probably heard her voice on her show before because she is a regular. I love her dearly, and I am so happy to welcome you back. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you so much, Julie. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, love to connect with you and your audience uh, in these amazing conversations. I always walk away going, wow, did we really go there? How cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am looking forward to it because I, I can't agree more. I love the conversations and I love what spontaneously emerges as we get together in this field. So I'm looking forward to that. And because we're in this emergent field, I'm going to ask you my traditional question and see what wants to pop today from you, because I think that so much is shifting and changing in our understanding of the universe and this whole new way of being is emerging. So I'm going to start off there, Cheryl, by asking you, what does all things connected mean to you today? Today, it's so funny because the first thing I thought of when you were doing the introduction was um, how I'm looking out my window right now at the underbrush and the trees and the forest on the hillside where I am. And I was thinking about how in nature we can perceive everything as separate or we can perceive everything as connected. And that it goes, it's the same thing with 
our relationship with our relationships with each other and all of our varying opinions and our perspectives and it can feel like right now that things are very polarized and this feeling of needing to change to choose sides or um, have an opinion about something or just ignore ignore everything and I don't want to deal with it but the reality is, is it, it doesn't, so all of those, those kinds of things cause separation, whether you isolate yourself or you, or you decide that you're going to fight or have an, you know, a strong opinion one way or the other. And what it does is it, for me, it denies the fact that we're connected, whether or not we choose to see ourselves as separate or not. It doesn't matter what we actually perceive that the truth is, is that we are all connected just like every bit of green that I'm looking at right now out my window, it's all connected. Even though I could see a tree as separate, I could see this raspberry bush as separate. Like, you know, I can see that they each have their own little personalities and their own um, ways of bearing fruit or nuts or whatever they, they bear, but that they are all connected. If I look at it quickly, it looks just like all this amazing greenery and um, and in the root systems, everything's all intertwined, and and that's how we are as well. So we can choose to see ourselves as separate, but that's just an illusion that is created by the mind. Mm. Thank you, thank you for that. I love using this example of nature for this conversation to to really um, jump it off from this place because. Like that nature, when you're looking out your window and it, and it's just this cascading, beautiful textures of green and that understanding, there's also this intelligence in nature, right, that, that grows those trees and, and blooms and bears the berries, the fruits, the, the root systems know what they're doing. It's like this innate intelligence that exists and our human nature is so much like that. So... When I invited you to come on and talk about health and healing, you talked about the inflammation that's <laughs> in our world right now. And I went, yes, that's a chapter in my book. <laughs> so I want to talk about this because I think it's so important because this inflammation that we're all feeling and this inflammatory response is important for us to really put it in a in a different kind of perspective that assists us in our healing um and of course you just wrote about it as well <laughs> when i said of course i wrote a chapter in my book you said of course so did i so inflammation the inflammatory response it's the very first stage of healing in our human body and you know our bodies have this incredible intelligence and when there's a wound or a fracture a break even when there's other kinds of disease and illness inflammation is always this first stage that the body sends healing blood to the site of the wound or the healing or or in other ways, I don't need to talk about illness and all the other ways, but the point being that this inflammatory response is the initial stages of something amazing that's about to happen. And I don't know if you think about it like that, because we haven't talked since then, but I 
love to introduce this to people in what we're experiencing so much inflammation on the planet so much inflammation everywhere and if we can look at it from a bigger perspective it can really shift us into more of a relaxation response so we can assist and facilitate what's going on so that's my big introduction Cheryl I'm gonna let you talk about this I'm curious <laughs> what comes to mind when when I invite you to talk about the inflammation and the inflammatory response that we're seeing all over the planet right now well it's interesting because in my practice with clients inflammation is a big I mean, it's a big focus and inflammation in the joints, even and, and it's not an age thing. People think, oh, well, when I get older, you know, I'm going to develop arthritis and, you know, that is an inflammate, one of the inflammatory responses, but it's not age related. I'm seeing it with people who are younger. It doesn't matter. It, and it is the body's, like you said, it's the body's way of the body is the microcosm of what's going on globally on the planet and how the body reacts is, is how we, our psyche reacts to the inflammatory nature of the stress and the, um, our connection to the information highway I'll say. Oh. So we have all this information coming at us and even if we're not directly receiving the information. I mean, I have a lot of friends who just, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the news because it, it just is too upsetting, but then they hear still hear about it or they're with a person who does tap into that stream of information who is inflamed in a certain way. And you know, we're, we're using inflamed inflammatory inflammation in the broadest sense of the word, all the way from, you know, I kept thinking about um, Twitter and how inflammatory remarks can go flying in, back and forth in people's Twitter news feeds, right? Mm -hmm. And really, uh, you know, that sort of attacking energy and, well, then I'm going to say this and then, oh, well, I'm going to say this. And it, it escalates into this feeling of um, – this feeling like a, you might need to protect yourself from these, this energy that's coming at you rather than um, people taking time to breathe and, and, and think about what they're saying and feel about what they're saying and then respond from that place that we all really have deep underneath all of this inflammatory stuff. We have this desire to come from love and be love and, I don't care what your political beliefs are or where, where you stand. There's, there's a deep longing for humanity, for love. And is this going to take me closer or further away from love? And the body is the same way. You know, it's the same way where, you know, in the body, the body wants to be in balance. The body wants to be in a state of harmony. And it takes information in from us, whether it's conscious or unconscious, um, thoughts that we're saying, um, responses that we have, and the body is listening to us as we're giving it instructions to, um, to act in certain ways. Oh, you know, this, this is making me feel uncomfortable. I need to protect myself. And so an inflammation response starts, begins. Um, I don't know what to do. I feel powerless. Um, 
sends a message to the body to freeze up and, and not move because there's a sense and, and again, protect. And so um, inflammatory responses, which then cause autoimmune issues, which if you look at autoimmune disease, it's the same thing. It's a microcosm of the, uh, the, that feeling of things attacking or attacking each other. And then you end up taking that into your physical body and this feeling of, I have to protect myself against being attacked, you know, and all of a sudden you have allergic reactions to things that create inflammation and, you know, it's, it just goes on and on there. It spirals and spirals and spirals. So uh, you, you said that our body wants to be in balance and harmony. And I, and I just want to, I want to underscore this and go back to inflammation that we, we want to get along we want peace. Humanity wants to get along. Humanity wants peace. We want love, like you were talking about. And we want to accept and embrace our diversity. We want, we all know and understand that war does not work. We know that. Um, I don't think there's any listener that wouldn't just be quiet and still and know that inside. So, I mean, I mean it's almost like the opposite response for this piece, right? This inflammation is this. So I'm going to go back to the symbols of inflammation. When we think about inflammation that we can feel or experience in a joint or someplace in our body, even an infection, it's red, it's hot, it's swollen, it's painful. There's this big response that's that's there fighting against that threat, just like you had talked about. But it's also this opportunity to listen and tune into our body to move us back to that homeostasis and 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 the balance and the harmony and the coherence that we were talking about. So I'm wondering from your perspective, Cheryl, from the medical intuitive, how you experience this, what we know with science now, and we're so far beyond science, it's not even... <laughs> it's, it's not even funny. We're so far beyond this, but what we know from science is almost every disease process starts with inflammation. Even heart disease is an inflammatory response in the circulatory system. I mean, we know that inflammation is at the root of so many dis-ease. So here we're talking metaphorical and symbol-wise it makes total sense. And I'm wondering what you experience when you tune into someone that has systemic inflammation or inflammation in a joint or an injury or wherever, what kind of um, energetic is that for you? How do you experience it? And then how might you guide or help treat that in a person? And I'm wondering what might flow and emerge from that conversation that helps us look at this global picture as well, because we are the microcosm. Very good. Very good question. I, um, so the way, and it can present in different ways depending on the individual and their history, but the, but it is often, it is often the way, the way that I see it. I, you know, I'll see it on the physical level, but then I get taken kind of down this wormhole of everything that went on prior to the inflammation getting created. And there's, there are like these tendrils and they could be anything from 
a pattern that got initiated in, you know, whether you believe in past lives or not, we'll just say in an, in another dimension of reality. So you're not, you might not be aware of it. It could be ancestral DNA. It could be, you know, if you're, you subscribe to the idea of past lives, but it's something that you're, let's just say that it's, it comes from a place that you're not aware of that you've experienced. It can even come from your childhood, a childhood memory that you don't, that you don't remember because you were too little and you were preverbal. And it, it could come from all of those different things. And often there's like a point of origin where a pattern got started, a response, or I'll say a reaction to a situation, whatever that situation was. It could be that um, you literally got attacked physically because of something that you said or something that you did, or if there was a history of abuse in, in your childhood, your body automatically reacts by defending itself and that set up an inflammation response. So often I'll be guided to go back to the point of origin where that began. And um, with the consciousness that, that we have in the moment, not reactive, from our past experiences, but from our consciousness where we understand that we are pure light and connected to all of infinite wisdom and all of our higher levels beyond our, you know, our human form, whatever you want to call that. When we, when we look at those kinds of events from that place, we actually can rewrite it and reprogram it so that we don't continue that pattern of reaction to situations and projecting into the future something that happened in, in our past or in another realm, so to speak. And I can see as we're, as I'm describing this to you, that, that actually that very thing, it can ripple out across the entire planet where the, where we are having a mass reactivity, we'll say not, not every single being, but everyone's affected by it, where we have this reactivity based on the past. I was with someone last night who mentioned, you know, that she was afraid of World War III happening. Well, if World War I and World War II hadn't happened, that wouldn't even be a thought. There might be another thought, but that one wouldn't be in her consciousness. So she, you know, she didn't, she's too young to have lived through those times, but she's read history books and heard stories and all of that. So there's like this in her consciousness, in her cells, there is this fear of something being recreated. And that energy of moving forward into, you know, the present and taking that and projecting it into the future, the body is, goes into fear and fear creates, the fear creates an inflammation response. So when we go back and we, and this, this is going to be a, a big one to chew on for you and I, when we go back and we look at the history of our planet, if we look at, at the actual what happened, like just literally, you know, there was a war, you know, people reacted this way, there was, this is how it ended, blah, 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 blah. and we think, well, of course, something like that could happen again, sure. But if we look at the, if we expand out, 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 and, and move our consciousness beyond the events or how they, how things went in the past, and we move out a little bit and look down upon the present moment and what's happening, then it's, it's much easier to see 
other possibilities of how we can respond rather than react from our past experiences and why things might be happening. And there's lots of, you know, theories and lots of ideas. And I think it's, it really is up to us individually to, to ask what is really going on here? You know, why is there this, this, um, this, uh, you know, agitation going on right now? And could it, is it possible that it's going on so that everything can be revealed and everything can come rise to the surface so we can actually look at it and it's not underground and hidden anymore? Because when it's underground and hidden, everyone walks around feeling like there's something up and I'm not quite sure what it is and I don't really want to look at it. But when it's in your face and it's this blatant, then it, it's undeniable. And what if that is a good thing? What if that is how we're going to shift into a higher level of consciousness as a, as a, as a humanity, as, as a society, as a world. Mm. You know, I, I love that. That's one idea, one theory that is important for us to look at is that um, really clearing out those denser frequencies, right? That literally creating more, uh, bringing more consciousness in shifts everything. And I also, I'm wondering about this idea. As you were talking, this was firing off in me because oftentimes we'll say, well, you know, we're breaking down to break through. We're bringing in this new consciousness. We're bringing in higher vibrational frequencies. And this is what moved through me when I was listening to you is we've already done that. Mm -hmm. And what if a lot of this inflammatory response is our response, our fear response of change? Because everything is changing in the new consciousness. And as things break down, literally our social systems, our social forms do not serve us in that higher consciousness. They don't serve us who we are there, but we haven't created the new ones yet. So it's scary. It's really, really scary. And even even those light workers, those visionary leaders, those those people that are out on that leading edge often will back up in fear of change and lower their vibrational frequencies when we don't have the new there yet. You know, it's a scary place to be. So I'm wondering if, I, I, I just heard that as inflammation too, this inflammatory response to change, even though many of us know it is good change and there's a lot of beautiful solutions and um, forms and structures coming to support all of us in mm. this. What do, what do you think about that one? It's beautiful. Um, it's that divine discomfort. <laughs> when, you, yeah. when you know that, when you know that uh, you're being called to do things differently, but you're so used to having it work and be all comfy in the way that you used to do it, and those things aren't working, but to shift means that that it's not going to look the same. It's funny because I thought of, and and I hope I'm not repeating myself that I've mentioned this story before with you, but um, I was. it made me think of um, when I was called to go to Peru a few years ago and I was having this horrible problem 
problem with my knee. So this was before I decided that I was going to go to Peru. And um, I could hardly walk from my apartment to my car. And I was trying everything and going to healer friends and just like, what is going on? And, and it wasn't an injury, so to speak, it was, but there was something going on with my knee. Anyway, I got this opportunity to um, co-lead a trip to Peru and without even thinking, I said yes. And it was in about six months from the time that, and I could barely get to my car. I was thinking, how the heck? I can't even walk. How the heck am I going to go to Peru where there's steep steps and I'm not, you know, in any shape even before the the knee thing. But what I what happened was I made a decision that I was going to Peru in an instant. And then I was like, what the heck? How am I gonna do this? But there was something in me that clicked in. And instead of going into what I was describing before, that pattern of, okay, well, if you have this certain kind of pain and have, then you're not going to be able to do something in the future. I didn't know that really. That was just my mind saying, oh, well, you've had this and people who have this can't do A, B, and C. But I just decided to s- suspend my disbelief <laughs> in the fact that I could do it. And what the, me- I didn't realize this at the time, but what the message I sent my body was, I understand that you're having difficulties right now and I am going to do everything I can to support you. Tell me if there's things that you need to help me support you, but we're doing this and, uh, and we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. We're in this together. And there was something about that. Um, when you were speaking and I ended up going, um, my knee started getting better within a few weeks. Like it was amazing. It just, and you know, I was hiking and starting to do things mm-hmm. and getting a little bit better shape to go on this trip. And it was incredible. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. It was amazing. And I'm thinking about that and how we deal with the discomfort of the physical body holding us back. Because obviously, if there had been like a severe structural thing, you know, like if I had had, you know, like a amputated foot or something, that would have been a whole different conversation that I had with my body. Could have still had the same conversation, but it would have been it would have needed much more support in order for me to do this or concessions for the the trip. Like I would have had to, you know, have some crutches or who knows. But anyway. Um, you know, that's it's the a, same thing when you're facing other kind of changes. It's not yeah. just with the body. It's like I, we, could, we can look at, at, you know, the changes that are happening in the world and, you know, the economic system or like I'm going to pull back and or I'm going to really try harder to, you know, make things work in my business the way that they've always worked. Or I'm going to really, you know, try harder to, you know, eradicate, you know, this these heinous kinds of crimes. Or, you know, but if we're, we say, okay, I don't know how this is going to shift, or I don't know how I'm going to step into this new paradigm of what's possible, but I'm going to talk to my body and my whole being and my spirit and everything and just, you know, be open to it happening. The, the fact that it is happening, like you said, it's not, it's not that we're waiting for something to shift it. It's shifted. And now it's time to bring our whole being bravely 
with us and say, okay, I don't know how this, what this is going to look like, or even what my role is in it. And that's okay because there's everyone else is also uncomfortable with these new, oh, these new. Yes. That's a beautiful example. Like, we, we cannot know together. The last thing I, want I to love say. that. Let's not know together. I love that. That is a beautiful example. And um, that example is really our body knows how to heal and your loving and compassionate response to your knee was one way that that the listeners can tune in and go you know what I can I can do this too and I imagine that we have a few other beautiful ways for people to embrace this inflammation so we're going to take a quick break when we come back so much more on how to navigate through these times when we have this inflammation response, this inflammatory response, and how that may lead to our healing. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Meditation channel, nonstop meditation music, 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation channel. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Arr! We be under attack. Man the long nines. Prepare to be boarded. Arr! Flagship starboard bow. What? No, not by the enemy flagship. By garbage. Me beautiful ocean be full of it these days. It flows in from rivers and drain pipes. Many of folk don't know that when they throw trash on the ground, it eventually makes its way into the ocean. How can I enjoy Sail Me Bonnie Seas with all this trash in it? Why, there's soda pop bottles, plastic bags, even stinky leftover takeout. Fire at will, men! Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. If you don't, I'll make you walk me plank. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Seriously, though, learn more what you can do to keep the oceans healthy at keepoceansclean.org. 
Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the moon made of? For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Smile. You found Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'm here today talking with Cheryl Lynn, and we're really exploring trying to understand this inflammatory response, both personal and global healing is possible. You can find out so much about Cheryl and her work as a medical intuitive at thecosmicconduit.com. And she's very popular on Facebook. Just go look up Cheryl Lynn. You'll find her there. Cheryl, right before the break, we're talking about how this innate intelligence exists and all this change is happening. So we know that the human body knows how to heal itself. Our body is built and designed to be self-healing, to rejuvenate, to regenerate. It knows what to do. And this power is within us. This wisdom is within us. And if we can learn how not to fight it, we move into a relaxation response, which induces greater healing. It's, it's more... It's more effective for us to move in toward healing, toward the relaxation. And so I'm going to put these two things together. Nothing is working like it used to work. You just had mentioned that right before the break. And I I want to agree, everything is changing. And really, there's so much new here, but the old way of being isn't really working. So even for us to create an inflammatory response to the change is, um, what do I want to say? It's it's like this futile response that's not going to get us anywhere because the old is not working anymore. It's it's not working. <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I'd love to bring this conversation into how do we relax into this resonance, trusting this greater intelligence, this power and understand it's a part of our healing rather than fighting it. Because I don't know about you, but nothing works like it used to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that that is an understatement. But it's funny because when you were <laughs> when you were just speaking, I was thinking thinking of you know the, that nothing works like it used to because we have quote unquote evolved ourselves evolve and when i say evolved i mean we have continued to create things that distract us from who we really are so it's not actually that we're creating something new 
and another way to look at it is we're actually coming back to who we really are. Mm. And when you talk about relaxation response, I immediately thought, well, we relax when we remember ourselves, when we remember that we're not, there's nothing that we're really fighting against that, you know, much of it is, is stuff that we have created that we're fighting against, you know, that we have, we have actually created this, this environment. And, you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around that sometimes because, well, I didn't create that. I didn't create nuclear weapons. I wasn't there for that, but I'm talking about humanity as a whole, you know, that we're always looking to create more and better and have things expand. And, but we've done it from our heads and our, in science and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that we've gotten, further and further away from those things, like me looking up at this gorgeous tree out my window. And how many times have I gone up to that tree and just sat under that tree and felt that connection, my connection to that? And the answer is none, because there's a lot of brush in the way, but <laughs> there are other trees. Um, <laughs> but but you know what? I, it's it's like we actually are remember. It feels more like we're remembering our essence, and that that when we remember that, when we're in the present moment, connected to all of all of our higher levels of consciousness, all of who we are, all of what we came into the physical body with, and then we mucked it up with all of this striving and trying to fit in and trying to figure out how this complex system that we created, that humanity created, how how to still feel like ourselves and still feel our sovereignty while still feeling our connection to everything. And that's the conundrum, except mm -hmm. it's actually simpler than I think that we make it, you know, we, we have made up all of these ways to dive deep and try and figure it out, you know, who we really are. And, and you know, there's all these spiritual paths that can lead you to knowing yourself um, there are all these techniques and not that there's anything wrong with any of them, but when we get too wed to all of those things, we forget the simplicity of just right now, taking a breath, being present, feeling every cell in your body, every particle of your being as it's connected to everything. And from that place, from that still place within us, knowing that our essence that there's nothing that can shake it, that there's nothing that, that really can take us out because that is where the fear comes from. That, that fear responses that causes the inflammation is that something that somehow we're in danger. Some, somehow our physical being, our emotional well-being, our spiritual well-being is in danger of being snuffed out. And that is not true that there, yes, there are things that can physically take out our body, you know, that everyone dies of something so far you know, on the planet. <laughs> There's something that will take out the physical body. But, but, you know, from my perspective, that it continues in whatever way that you see that there, there is this, this, um, this continuation of the essence of us, you know, whether you believe that your, your literal individuated spirit goes on to some other place or whatever you think happens to it. Or, you know, if you're, you're not so convinced that there anything literally happens to your spirit, your physical body becomes part of the earth. You know, the particles of your being become part of everything again. It never was separate and it goes back to being part of everything. 
you are infinite you don't disappear and when you have that knowledge and when you have that deep deep sense within yourself then all of that fear of you know destruction of the of the ego destruction of the being of yourself it goes away and there's nothing to fight against anymore then there's just okay how can i bring the light that i am the the essence of who i am out into the planet to assist in whatever way i'm called and i think the other part is just to to be in the question of how can i best serve how can i what is my peace because it's i think the that overwhelm that happens in the body is because we start feeling like we have to carry it all ourselves the fact yeah. is you only have to carry your it's only that's that's your only that's your only job here is to just do your piece and if you don't know what your piece is right now it's it it's what you do with without thinking about it it's the way that you hug your child it's the way that you greet someone in the supermarket it's you know how you help your neighbor it it can be so simple that that is your piece on that particular day i love that so there are some really powerful prescriptions right there. Um, you know, we talked about that love and compassion for yourself, like literally speaking so lovingly and compassionate to our bodies and and our psyche and our ego that's scared of destruction, right? So we, we say it's okay. We, we are having a, a real crazy... Um, exciting roller coaster ride of change right now, and it's okay to be nauseous and dizzy and and disoriented <laughs> sometimes, you know. So that, I love that compassion, and then I love when you say, "Breathe into this and really breathe and feel our connection to all that is." Uh, another really potent prescription, and then just doing what's ours to do, our individual pieces. Um, the, we don't have to do overwhelm. We don't have to. We don't have to save the world. That's not what's our directive right now. But as we do this internal work, we are affecting change on the external as well. This dealing with our own, our own experience of inflammation is helping to cure the inflammation out in the world. Do you agree with that one? Mm. That's a that's a pretty powerful statement, but yes, not but yes and yes, this is this is what we're called to, because it's it's in each individual finding their sovereignty, and understanding yeah. their own path, that then we can work together, and we see how just like the cells in the body work together, and and all the nutrients work together, and everything you know, complements each other and that we are all part of the whole, but we also are sovereign beings as humans. We have our own skin suits that we're walking around. And so it's a combination of, you know, remembering our sovereignty so that then we can know what is our piece to contribute. I love that. I love that. And that the sovereignty piece is so important. And just um, hearing you say that, I'm I'm thinking of the example of, um, you know, if, if you have a log in your eye, don't, you know, don't accuse somebody else of having a log in their eye. If you have this big red swollen inflamed knee and you can't walk to your car, um, you know, you can't get out there and, 
and try to take the red swollen knee out of a, a governmental system or an education system or a healthcare system. It's like, start here. And then it seems like all the resources we need flood in for whatever mm -hmm. it is in the moment. All of our resources, whether it's our individual internal work or our part of the external work on the planet, do you experience that? All the resources seem to flood in when we focus on just what's ours to do. Yes, and not trying to figure it out with the mind, but actually yeah. letting opening to seeing what is actually there instead of trying to. And, and it's not that we can't be creative because we are in a co-creative relationship with creation, um, but it's not trying, you know, desperately trying to figure it out with the, with the mind. It's really okay, what is my piece? Show me what my piece is. And then when you start to act upon it in small or large ways, then if that's your piece, it all falls into place and there's no struggle. Beautiful. So Cheryl, okay, so we are each this healing source and, and we're talking about all this change and the inflammation on the planet. And um, I'm wondering if you have some guidance for our listeners today on how can we help to maybe accelerate breaking down the old circuitry, the old patterns, these old, these old templates that sometimes we get so attached to and we cling to because we don't have the new yet. Um, do you recommend facilitating that to move through that process quicker or is it a natural ease into the next moment kind of journey? You know, it really depends um, on the individual. I think for many, it is, you know, it's happening whether you whether you like it or not. Yes. And it's really about just saying, I don't know what the heck I'm doing or I don't know. And, and just being okay with that and take, take your foot off the brakes and go for the ride. So for many, that's it. Now, what happens and what happens, I mean, it happens to me and I'm sure to you too, the mind will start... And especially if you're really smart, <laughs> your <laughs> mind will start going around and around and around and around. And it, it feels like you can't extract your yourself from the, you can't extract yourself from the, um, from that cyclical thinking and, and you start to, you know, spin out. And that's when, I mean, I, I have people that I go to and you're one of them, um, for assistance, where and it depends on what it is that I'm having having a difficult time with. You know, it might be something around my business, or it might be something around my physical health. And I can do a lot with my, my own knowledge, but it, it helps to have someone else. Even like even if you're a healer, to have another heal healer who can look at it more easily from the outside and say, "Okay, here's here's a pathway to have you." Um, move forward. It's interesting when you say about accelerate, though, we have to be careful with that, that idea of acceleration, because it's happening at the speed that it's happening at. And we get, we're so impatient that we want it to happen yesterday. We want to, it's like, all right, all right, already, all right, I want everything to, you know, to move forward really quickly. And then, and then, uh, you know, so I can live in bliss. And what I say to that is live in bliss and then things, <laughs> things move at the speed that they move at, 
you know, you don't have to wait until you click. You don't have to wait until you clear your inflammation. You don't have to wait until yeah. your knee is working to decide you're going to go to Peru. You don't need to wait until all the inflammation in your body is completely gone yes. before you can enjoy your full participation in your life. Let me so, jump in here because I think this is a really important piece. And when you said take your foot off the brake, that's accelerating, right? It's like yeah. the braking is like you're just you're on the ride now and it doesn't have to be accelerated as in extra fast going through the process. But I, what I wanted to jump in is that to just bring back you don't have to wait for the inflammation to be gone in the body when there are wounds and fractures the second stage of healing begins during the first stage but not until a little bit later so we still have inflammation in our body in our wounds and our fractures we still have inflammation in the body when we're healing disease we still have inflammation while we move into the reparative and the um, remodeling stages for wounds and fractures and the same thing with disease we still have inflammation while we're really healing, we've moved into that second stage. So I think this is a good point to make so that our listeners and, and all those out there, when we begin to have conf- conversations about this inflammation, is to know that this is a good sign. Inflammation is showing us where we're broken, right? And we already have begun other stages of healing as a collective human body. Mm-hmm. And even though we might not see that healing that's happening because there's so much inflammation, doesn't mean the healing isn't happening. So thanks for saying that. And it's the same thing in the body. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's not linear. You know, we're talking yeah. about... You know, we're, we're talking about, I mean, in the way that I see when I'm working with people is very, I mean, sometimes it's linear, but it, it, it's, it's much more holistic and, and I'm seeing different dimensions and I'm seeing different, um, aspects of, of, you know, how the, whatever, whatever the issue is, um, got created and I'm seeing all these different levels and realizing that we're going into, we're working past, present and future. We're working, you know, above, below, around, uh, through all of these different, all of these different, um, perspectives at the same time. And we just are focusing on, you know, one or two, so it seems like, oh, we're going from point A to B, but, you know, it's it's not actually like that. It, it's actually yeah. our expansion just keeps growing and opening to whatever's next. And that's how humanity is, too. It's not like we're going to go from point A to point Z. There's it's more of a circuitous route. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Cheryl. I think that is another beautiful prescription because it just reminds me. Uh, when you mentioned the mind and the mind wants to take everything and we want to figure it out and, you know, and we think we know and we developed all these practices, we've developed all this wisdom, all this knowledge, all this information, and really it might not work anymore, but we get out of our way and Mm. that intelligence leads. And I love the idea of trusting that intelligence that's already there that our mind doesn't have to control. 
right? Right. The mind is good for lots of things, but you let you let the mind control the whole thing, and you're going to <laughs> you're just going to keep swirling with your thoughts. Yeah, you know? you're going to be in the same state that you're yeah. in. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Well, this has been a fun conversation, and I feel like we can continue to talk and talk and talk because this is such an important topic. But Cheryl, just in you know trying to bring this conversation into a close, we've talked about a lot of things. We've given a lot of really good advice to people, both personally and on that global scale. We have just a few more minutes left in the show, and I'm wondering if there's anything more that you haven't said that you would love to say to our listeners today? I, I think it's funny because one of the things that often comes when I'm working with a client, but it comes to me personally as well when I'm out taking a walk or is this, this just simple phrase of all is well, that is the message that the, that that I often am called to remind the body, especially when it's gotten into a state of getting confused by the messages that it's been given. You know, we're saying, okay, this food is bad. And so the body goes, oh, bad food. So it reacts to it. Or this is, you know, <laughs> this, this hurts. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. So the body's like, okay, pain, 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 you know, and the body starts getting all mixed up. And when I just remind the body, all is well, all is well, all is well. And when I remind myself as I start obsessing about something that I think I have to, you know, really power through or figure out, and I just go back to this, all is well. And it's not, I know some people would say, well, that's a very Pollyanna-ish kind of thing to say. Sometimes all things are not well. But underneath, underneath all of our mental chatter and underneath all of our judgment and our perceptions of good, bad, um, healthy, unhealthy, all of that underneath, there is this feeling of it's all divinely guided. It's all unfolding exactly how it should for our expansion, for our evolution, for our rising in consciousness. And so that is what I would leave all of us with is just to remember that ultimately all is well, all is well, all is well. Mm. Your voice has such a healing quality in and of itself. I appreciate you so much and I appreciate you being on our show to share your brilliance with all of our listeners today. It is so healing to just listen to your voice. And I just want to remind our listeners, you can find Cheryl at thecosmicconduit.com. You can schedule an appointment with her. She's an amazing healer. And I'm just hearing that all as well, Cheryl. I'm, I'm just hearing this calm voice. And like you had mentioned, the remembering piece that you know, we're just really remembering and it it just kind of all the stress just kind of leaves the body. <laughs> Your voice reminds us all is well and what a what a beautiful, beautiful gift to give all of our listeners today. So thank you so much for being here again. And th- Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love our conversations and um, 
look forward to the next time. Let's do it. Yes, mm-hmm. we are going to have another one. I I can feel it already. There's there's more to be said about these these times. So here we are. And thank you, listeners. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.